Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. Both Sides of the Prescription brings together Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron to discuss pertinent medical issues from both an alternative and traditional medicine perspective. So now, please welcome the hosts of Both Sides of the Prescription, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. Welcome, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription radio show on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. I am your host, Dr. Megan Kirschling, and like always, I am joined by my father, Dr. Ron Kirschling, as we tackle some of the most interesting uh, uh, topics out there in health and wellness from both a traditional and alternative side. Tonight, we're actually going to do a mix of different topics and talk about some of the things that we found and topics that we found uh, in the news and then really get into them in depth and discuss them a little bit more. But before we jump into the conversation, let us take a moment and tell you a little bit about ourselves. I am Dr. Megan Kirschling and I am trained in both an allopathic and traditional uh, model of medicine along with a alternative. And I work as both a nurse practitioner and chiropractor in Minnesota. From my years of clinical practice, uh, working as both a floor nurse to now working with patients on a day-to-day basis in functional medicine, I've realized that really the power of medicine and the power of health and wellness comes from looking at both sides and understanding the benefits that both can bring when it comes to dealing with health and wellness. I realize that though a lot of times these are polarized conversations that most individuals, most practitioners stand on one side or the other. And a lot of times we don't look at the other side. We don't come together and have these conversations. And it really does start to affect patient care and the care that we're providing for patients. I wanted to have these conversations. I wanted to talk about subjects that were important. And I wanted to do it in a way that we were really looking at both sides, um, both traditional and alternative medicine, and coming together and having these conversations. And I thought, who better to have these conversations with than my own father, Dr. Ron Kirschling? Well, good evening, Megan. Uh, Just a little bit about myself. I am a traditionally trained uh, medical physician 
I've been in clinical practice now over 30 years, and I primarily see patients in uh, my specialty training of medical oncology and hematology. Uh, that group of patients have always uh, had a high interest, not just in therapies that I can provide them as a traditional doctor, but also in how they can obtain uh, wellness following a cancer diagnosis. And so they're very interested in complementary therapies and nutrition. As you might imagine in following Megan, uh, this has been a very interesting path that's gone between traditional nursing to nutritional chiropractic to uh, woman's health uh, as a certified nurse practitioner. And uh, I've had it, of the fortunate uh, ability to follow her along with this and to partially share with her in a great variety of clinical interest, probably uh, the one that I would have not been able to make contact with without her is the uh, specialty of functional medicine. Uh, as Megan said, we share a desire for inclusiveness uh, in looking at patients and caring for them as holistically as we can. And we really meant this show not as a statement of certainty, but a venue to bring topics for what we hope is an in interesting discussion. Well, and I love the topics that we're talking about tonight because uh, I'm going to let you sort of do the main introduction, but I do know that one of the things about you and one of the things about you the whole time I've known you my whole life is that you read a lot and from magazines to books. Um, I think you've passed that down to me a little bit and I know to my older brother, your son, Greg, a lot. Uh, and so there is a magazine I know that you've read for a long time and they do a lot of uh, actual snippets of information on health and wellness, and you brought those to my attention this week, so I'm excited to dive into some of the subjects, matters that they talked about. So I'll let you tell them a little bit more about the magazine and how we sort of got to this topic matter tonight. Well, I, I hope that at least a portion of our audience uh, still knows what a magazine is. Um, I understand. I understand that there, we're rapidly losing um, the magazine interest. But uh, one weekly magazine that uh, that I find very concise and uh, and is an easy and efficient way to kind of look at the weekly news is is a magazine called The Week, and they have uh, an interesting health and science section. And so every once in a while on this program, uh, we take a look at several weeks of of uh, snippets from there, which really represent uh, some of the newer research that's being done on health and wellness. And I think it gives us uh, uh, sometimes kind of an interesting focus to emphasize uh, some things that I think both Megan and I think are important. So one of the things that we've brought up in these podcasts on occasion is the issue of sleep. You know, uh, this is an area that I'm convinced more and more is a uh, mm -hmm. under underemphasized area, and uh, there is, I think, more and more research that's going to be done about the essential nature of good sleep patterns. But the uh, study that was referenced was an interesting study. It was looking at the uh, equality of sleep and how that made you feel. And what they did is they uh, this was a British study that analyzed the sleep patterns of more than 30,500 people over the course of four years. And uh, what they found was that um, uh, those who improved the quality of their sleep uh, were significantly more happier and healthier. Now, 
what was a little bit of a twist in the study that uh, I found kind of humorous is that uh, to compare the degree of happiness, they looked and did a comparable research on British lottery winners two years after they had hit a $250,000 jackpot. So they were looking at uh, these lottery winners doing surveys on them versus the sleep patients and found that the sleep patients actually after two years uh, felt as good or better than the quarter million dollar lottery <laughs> uh, lottery jackpot winners. So for us to win the lottery, we just have to sleep well. I think I think that might be one conclusion you could have from this. The other thing is maybe uh, maybe you shouldn't play the lottery. Uh, maybe it it isn't the um, the fountain of happiness, uh, <laughs> which might be the other conclusion. But seriously, no, well, it's true too because you have to stay up to look find out those uh, lottery ball numbers or lucky ball numbers. So you're cutting into your sleep, <laughs> and you're probably not going to win. So. Uh, well, you know, as we've talked on this podcast, we talked about the fact that uh, there is a certain amount of regi regimentation which gives you a better chance of having high quality sleep. And, it, and, it, and if you don't have job restrictions, uh, there are certain times of the evening that it's better that you're sleeping than you're awake. Mm -hmm. And Seriously, uh, as they found in this British study, one of the conclusions they had was that uh, approximately one third of the um, the people in the study uh, don't get enough sleep. And and I and I think that the reference they made for that is we're getting under six hours of sleep at night. And mm -hmm. uh, um, I think more and more what we're finding is is that there are linkages that you can see with a, a variety of uh, illnesses, whether that's diabetes, obesity, depression, um, even other chronic health problems. And I think that's a really important point is that it's not just about energy and sleep. It's also about these different diseases that you do put an increased risk at for, you know, diabetes, obesity, depression, those kind of things. And I also do think just for some takeaways for our listeners, they have uh, really uh, said that from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., those are really the best times for us to get to sleep, like you were saying. And six hours of sleep is sort of that optimal amount of time. So I think those are important uh, figures and stats to sort of um, really focus on. So let's take a pause here for our first commercial break. Join us on the other side of these commercials and we'll talk more about uh, some great health and wellness information and research that comes from the magazine The Week. You're listening to Both Sides of the Prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. 
you may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back, everybody, to both sides of the prescription radio show on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. If anybody listening has any questions, tonight would be a great time to call since we're talking about a sort of plethora of health and wellness topics. The number is 855-856-1380. So before we went to break, we were talking about sleep and really a lot of the research and some of the research that shows um, the importance of sleep. And I did want to sort of piggyback on that before we moved on to some of the other uh, topics that were discussed uh, in the health and science section of the week magazine and uh, just share some information about sleep that I think is important and takeaways for uh, people listening. But one of the things that I've really learned as I've done studies and the more that I've researched and gone to lectures and seminars and just been sort of that lifelong learner that you know I am, is I've really realized how much we know now that sleep is important. And I think there's some things to sort of uh, drive home to patients from this and that sleeping really is important. Is As you know, Dad, I've sort of always been a um, uh, somebody who doesn't need a lot of sleep. And so I think that sometimes we can look at that as a pride thing that, oh, you know, I can live off of four hours of sleep or I can get up early. And I've been like this, you know, like mom will say, I've been like this my whole life. Um, I guess you would know too, but mom comments on it sometimes. Uh, but I've learned the more that I've like looked into this is that uh, though in our society, I think a lot of people would look at that as good or say, okay, well, I'm just not going to get that much sleep. I don't need it. That a lot of studies have shown that anybody who sleeps less than six or fewer hours a night on a regular basis has a 70% higher risk of dying uh, uh, than did someone at the similar age who slept seven or eight hours a night. So six hours really is like we were talking before we left that sort of um, number. And, you know, that doesn't mean that obviously some of us have, you know, lifetimes where, or have times in our life, I should say, where we need less sleep or can't get as much sleep, you know, new babies, um, jobs, families, those kind of things. Um, but they also show that what you should do is try to then uh, get back to the sleep patterns as soon as possible. Try as much as you can to sleep uh, six hours or more um, on a consistent basis to make sure that you're sleeping as much as you can between those key hours of 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. And to uh, another thing that's really important is not to eat a big meal right before bed because you actually won't sleep and rejuvenate and repair as much 
as you would if you went to bed on an empty stomach. So I think some of those things that I've learned along the way, I think are easy things to pass on. So I definitely wanted to mention those for our listeners. Uh, two points that I took away from that, Megan. One is, is that when somebody says, well, I don't need, you know, I don't need that much sleep, they may not be able to to fully appreciate the effects that the lack of sleep or the, the lack of reparative time that the body needs so that you don't put yourself into a, a state of chronic inflammation. And mm-hmm. the second thing I think is um, what I heard you saying is that uh, as difficult as it may, may be, it it does require a, f- a certain amount of discipline. It's it's not a hard concept, but you know the idea of recognizing how important those hours are, those specific hours are, can can make quite a difference in health. Yes, and I really think that those are uh, good messages about sleep. The one other thing that I will bring up because I see this a lot, and I think it might help some people listening. Uh, melatonin is another thing that's talked about a lot. Um, you know, it's what we release during sleep from our pineal gland that's going to help us to really be able to get better sleep, um, and stay asleep. And so, and a lot of people will, um, supplement this, uh, and melatonin, you know, is a good supplement, uh, supplementation if it's the right, uh, reason. And it actually is a big antioxidant. So it can help the, uh, be able to rejuvenate repair. But the thing is, is that there's certain people who don't do well with melatonin and they get worse. And the reason is, is because of the, uh, Um, relationship of melatonin and cortisol, our stress hormone. So melatonin with stress. So if you're someone who doesn't do well with melatonin, then it's also important to look at your stress patterns. And so sleep and not getting a lot of sleep, or if you're not sleeping well, a lot of times is related to stress and that can be physical, chemical, or emotional. So um, it's also, I think, important to really relate stress with um, sleep and sleep with stress. So maybe you could speak a little bit more of that, Megan, in terms of uh, how you would sort that out. I mean, I, I do have patients that I will um, I will suggest that they use melatonin, uh, mm-hmm. and and I have found some people who immediately come back and say, "Listen, it was helpful," and I'll, I'll have some people come back and say that you know I, I I don't think it really made any difference. I mm-hmm. I have. You know, I have in some people said, well, there may be a variable dose. So, you know, a, a starting dose that I often use is three milligrams. But I've heard that that some people may require substantially more for the benefit. Is, is that what you're talking about? Is people who who uh, who get an effect on their sleep from melatonin, or are you talking about it in a in a little in a little different way? So it was more trying to talk to the people that are out there that when they take melatonin, they don't understand why it's not a wonder supplement for them. Because for most people, uh, there's a large percentage of people who won't even really notice the difference of melatonin and that's fine. Um, and then there's a percentage of people who will sleep wonderfully because they're able to get into a deeper sleep, um, by getting those levels up. And then there is a, it's a smaller percentage, but a small percentage of people who, when they take melatonin, they'll be up all night. They will be, you know, even sometimes get anxious or they'll sleep worse. Uh, I like to really, you know, speak to those people because if that's happening, that really tells you you're in sort of a state of, uh, in inflammation and imbalance with the stress hormones. So I think that that's a good learning topic since, uh, I do know, you know, there's a percentage of people who just can't take melatonin, but that's usually because of that effect. 
Okay, so uh, I and I haven't seen that, but um, but you prescribe it a lot more than I do. So you're saying that there's actually a group of people with melatonin that actually have a negative impact from it. Yeah. Um, yep. Where it's actually worsens their sleep pattern. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but they'll know that because they'll wake up like a lot of times these people wake up at like two then, um, and be wide awake because of the. Uh, it has to do with the circadian rhythm of melatonin, melatonin and cortisol. So uh, they're the people that'll take it and then be wide awake, um, you know, a lot earlier than they should be. So, so with that, uh, we will take a small commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about how the GPS system is affecting our long-term brain health. So stick with us. You're listening to both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. Psychologist, master certified coach, and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment?, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interest through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription radio show on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. So, Megan, one of the things that um, we've talked about a little bit on on these programs, but it, for some reason it's coming more into my um, area of influence, is the the issue of technology and um, mm-hmm. and what the presumed benefits of them could potentially be. But, but also, interestingly, more about what the potential harms of all of our new technology can be. One of the things um, uh, for me as an older person that was really quite transformative uh, when, uh, when I first got it in my automobile was GPS. And um, I love maps. Um, I always had uh, 
all the maps that they needed to make it a, a trip. But when GPS came on, that eliminated all of that. All you had to mm-hmm. do is plug the address in and you, you went went there. And um, on the surface, I'm thinking, man, this is um, this is this is something that really is changing favorably the quality of 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 my life. But there was an, an interesting twist on this. Uh, and this was related to the fact that they, a study was done. And again, this was done uh, at the University College in London. And what they did is they scanned the brains of 24 patients as they navigated simulations of the British capital. And in these simulations, sometimes they had to find their own way. And sometimes they were given turn-by-turn directions by the navigation system. And what they found, interestingly, in the brain scans is that activity in the hippocampus, which, Mm -hmm. as you know, is the brain region involved in memory and spatial mapping, um, increased significantly when participants navigated by themselves, but um, was actually decreased in those people that uh, were involved, which were kind of given their GPS directions. And I know, I know you've had a, you know, this issue of the hippocampus function is not an insignificant issue when we look right. at when we look at aging and mm-hmm. uh, and health, healthy aging. I actually think the hippocampus is the part of the brain that we can actually have the most control over. Um, And it's one of the most influential parts of the brain. So I'll sort of use this as a learning segment um, that the hippocampus is in the temporal lobe. So that's the lobe right by the ear. Um, And it's sort of part of the midbrain. Um, It works with a part of the brain called the amygdala um, that helps to be able to coordinate um, activity. Uh, the hippocampus has a direct connection to the frontal lobe. And do you remember what the frontal lobe does? Yes, I do. And I know you do too. <laughs> so well, I'll share so everybody can know that the frontal okay, lobe is the part of the brain that does a lot of emotions. It's our limbic system. So it makes us feel happy. It makes us feel sad. Um, and so the reason why the hippocampus, um, the hippocampus processes information. So that's why it has to do with navigation. But when we talk about memory, what we're talking about too is the ability to link memory to emotion. So even if you think about navigation, I think this is pretty interesting is that, you know, even if you think about the 1980s way back then, uh, when, you know, we used to take road trips from, um, you know, uh, Mississippi to Wisconsin and we, you know, get in the car cause you and mom would put us in the car and we'd drive up there. If you even think about the map part and having to get on the maps and, you know, remembering, I remember once I think through Kansas city or something, mom, like just thought she stayed on the road for like two hours and she had, we ended up somewhere completely different that the maps and having to land navigate, uh, brings more memories and it makes you more alert and like just connected to the act of finding places. Whereas when you're depending on a navigation, you no longer are making that connection between actually, um, how you're going to get there, problem solving, uh, step-by-step things, and really what the hippocampus will do and making even those emotional memories. So, uh, I mean, this could be good or bad, but when it comes down to it, we're just even not making as many emotional connections because we're being so reliant on a very analytical um, step-by-step thing called smartphones. Well, it, 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 
to me might be simply described as we've gotten lazy, you know, and, and just in we in in letting the technology do the work and us not doing doing the um, the work in our brains. And, and as you said, it's a it's it it's it really is something that has a, a, a significant complexity to it when when you think of all of the possible processes that are involved in reading a map versus just watching a screen. And that really is what it comes down to. Cause you know, it just might, people might be like, okay, well we're lazy, no big deal, but it really is a big deal, which is what you're, you know, alluding to is that the truth of the matter is, is that if we don't use it and if we don't go through the problem of problem solving and using our brain to problem solve, we also don't go through the problem of memory making. And this affects, especially in the hippocampus, a lot of different things. So the hippocampus has three main, you know, things that I think we really like look at it for. Memory by far is the main one, um, you know, and if we're not using that hippocampus to make those memories, that's, you know, something where we see then that hippocampus, even on a disease state is something like Alzheimer's, where all of a sudden you can't pull memories, you have problems with short and long-term memories, because this is what really what the hippocampus does. Um, it also plays a big role in depression. Uh, and so, you know, we do see changes in the hippocampus on, you know, individuals with like schizophrenia because of the role that hippocampus does with depression and severe depression, not just the, you know, blues here and there, you know, daily blues, but severe depression. Um, and then hormones. There's actually a direct um, effect on uh, estrogen and the hippocampus. And that's one of the reasons why we think we see some of these changes in memory with menopause. So there was another article, uh, Megan, that I think sort of leans into this. And this was uh, a study that was done at Northwestern University here in the United States. And it involved doing brain scans on what are called super agers. Mm -hmm. And super agers are, uh, are men or women who are over the age of 80, but who score 15 to 30 years younger on memory tests. That's how they defined it. And they um, they compared it to a group of similarly aged men or women who uh, scored what was thought to be average for, uh, for their age. And they were able to document in those brain scans changes in the parts of the brain that, that we were just talking about. So um, I think that the, the, you know, the research has developed to the point that um, we, we can actually show um, we can show that the maintenance of those areas uh, may be a very important part of um, of growing old in the way you in, in the mm -hmm. way you would want to be able to. Well, I do want to take a pause here for the commercial break, but on the other side, I want to tie the super agers in with good news that I have about the hippocampus. So I'm going to keep everybody on the edge of their seat as we take a break for these commercials uh, and join us on the other side of the commercial as you listen to both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. 
Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Welcome back, everybody, to both sides of the prescription radio show on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. Tonight, as we tackle some of these health and wellness topics, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please call into 855-856-1380. So, Megan, I should have realized that if I um, made the mistake of getting you talking about the hippocampus, we might never touch on anything else. But I know you're not done yet. You mentioned there was something else that... uh, I, I'm very excited to hear. I just want to end on good news. So, you know, about the hippocampus, because if we're going to tackle the brain, let's tackle it with some good news at the end. So here's the good news about the hippocampus. So such an important part of the brain. It connects memories, um, connects them to the limbic system, the emotional part. Um, we are losing that ability and we're finding that on scans that some people don't have as much activity as you were saying, and that this can be linked to super agers too, that people can age better um, if they use the brain. It's like any other muscle. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. But there are two parts of the brain that we know their nerve cells can regenerate um, and they can regenerate fairly quickly. Do you want to guess what those two parts of the brain are? Um, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess the first one, and I'll let you give them the second. I think that's fair. (laughs) I'm going to pick hippocampus. And you are right. The hippocampus is one of the areas where we can actually quickly regenerate nerve cells. So what that means is that put away your navigation tools, put away, you know, um, some of these games where you're not actually using your brain. Take um, out, you know, even word finders, uh, crossword puzzles, even memory things. Like even just say to yourself in the morning, I want to remember, you know, 6532. Just give yourself numbers and see if you can remember that throughout the day or, you know, memorize something. That is so powerful for the hippocampus and you can regenerate those cells and get them working again. So look at that power that you hold. Uh, And then the second uh, part of the brain, which isn't as fun, but it's the olfactory bulb. So um, the sense of smell. So you can actually um, bring some of that part back of what processing 
um, smells and things like that. Well, if there was any topic that could get you off of the hippocampus, I think it might be the next one, uh, which again was, uh, I think, a, a really fascinating uh, look at something that I know you're very passionate about. And what this was, was a study that was uh, a Canadian study, which looked at uh, mothers of more than 700 children. And what it looked at was um, whether they own pets during pregnancy and for the three months after delivery. And what they found in this study is that babies exposed to furry animals, especially dogs, had the uh, significantly higher levels of two beneficial gut bacteria that were associated with a lower risk for allergies and obesity. And um, they, this, this research was so significant that the authors of this suggested that there might even be a pharmaceutical, there might, might be a pharmaceutical company that might attempt to, what they said, put, quote, a dog in a pill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to try to get to try to get these bacteria as part of the normal flora. So this this poses, well, I think we can I think okay. we can start a new business and just rent out dogs then, uh, furry little dogs. So I think Mom would be up for that. Well, I you know for a long time, Megan, you've um, you've questioned the aspect of health that is so so strictly suggests that sterile environments yeah. are are the healthiest and this i think is an an interesting statement of, about that uh, about that question well and i really think that is the takeaway from this when we look at trying to sort of say what can we take away from these you know snippets of uh, great research is that really when it comes down to it is that we are meant to sort of build up that immune system and build up that bacteria and really for a lack of a better way to say it, build our posse of bacteria from a very, you know, small age. And so, you know, that's where we don't want kids in sterile environments that, you know, I'm not asking them to go, you know, maybe hang out in the dirtiest of environments. But I think when it comes down to it, you know, the more that we do expose a child to, especially when they do have that protective mechanism of passive immunity with breast milk, that that's a great time to build their immunity. And, you know, um, I'm going to try to pronounce these um, different strains that they found because these are actually ones that we don't even talk about as much. So it's ruminococcus and acillospira are the two beneficial gut bacteria that they found. And what we really do know is it's not just about how much gut bacteria you have, but all those different strains. And so, and, you know, they've really shown that it's really about what the child is exposed to at a young age to start to get those strains and then build it from there. So uh, I agree. I think this really speaks to uh, not necessarily making the child's life a sterile, antibacterial focused, completely anterior, antibacterial focused life. The other thing, Megan, that uh, has come out in some of the things that we've talked about, but is fascinating to me, and I know is a is a central tenet of functional medicine, is that one you know one of the things that we shouldn't discount is every experience that makes up that lifestyle, and so the exposures in children um, 
their their exposures to infections, their exposures to antibiotics, their gut health are issues not only during their childhood, but could be precursors to a, a, a situation in which might cause uh, chronic problems as adults. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I think an important thing, because this is what we're seeing time and time again now, is that uh, the way that the child's immune system is leads to things like less risk of asthma and allergies and even obesity. And that's really what this, you know, research said again, and we see that time and time again, is that, you know, building up that immune system isn't just about them fighting off infection, but it's long-term benefits of, you know, health and wellness and less uh, chronic diseases down the road. So let's take a break uh, and uh, go to the uh, commercial break. But when we come back, how do you feel about talking about uh, uh, cancer risk and cutting it with aspirin and some age reversal treatments? Let's do it. All right. So we are going to go to break and we'll be back. You're listening to both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomenon while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Welcome back, everybody, to both sides of the prescription radio show on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. So, Megan, um, in in the medicine I practice for a long time now, in a fairly large population of people susceptible to cardiac disease or uh, or at risk for stroke, there has been a role for aspirin. And there has been some intriguing studies that have been done that have suggested that aspirin uh, may actually be beneficial in cancer prevention. 
And recently there was another study that was from Harvard, Harvard which looked at uh, 130,000 adults over a period of 32 years. And what they found is that in, in those people in the study who took aspirin regularly for a minimum of six years, the odds of dying from cancer were 7% lower in women and 15% lower in men. The, uh, the effect was most pronounced in colon cancer, but there was also some benefit in other common cancers such as breast cancer, prostate cancer, and lung cancer. And, you know, I think in my mind, this speaks to something that that I know you feel strongly about, and that is that, you know, oftentimes in traditional medicine, we like to separate things and and talk about cardiac disease as being a completely separate entity than something like cancer. But if one looks at these diseases uh, more from what might have been the source of their origin, and if we think of it even from the standpoint simply of inflammation, possibly the benefit of aspirin across all of these diseases may be related to its, um, its anti-inflammatory effect. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, you know, a huge takeaway. Uh, you know, it's really shifted. And I think, you know, really, we've shifted it about 15 years ago in the thinking, but really realizing that the major cause of heart disease, which is the major cause of a lot of other disease, is the underlying inflammation. And we're all, you know, in sort of, you know, what we've coined the inflammation nation. Uh, and by that, what it means is that there's a lot of inflammation that we all uh, are sort of exposed to everyday pathways that can become inflamed um, and sort of set up these inflammation um, dominoes to fall down and that things that we can do to counteract that. Now, you know, aspirin, uh, especially low grade, like an 81 milligram is a great way to uh, keep that low grade inflammation at bay. Uh, there's other natural things too, like turmeric. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have heard of that, um, which is also curcumin. Uh, and then resveratrol. So a lot of these, you know, phytonutrients, um, flavonoids, those kind of things are also great for inflammation from the same pathways uh, that are beneficial for aspirin and balancing out the omega-3 oils. So your fish oils with the uh, oils that we get exposed to more, the omega-6, that can do huge things for your inflammation pathways. So you know, I think it, you'll, you can see it a lot of different ways in a lot of different research that one of the important things for us to tackle when it comes to health and wellness is inflammation. So the, the short research segment about aging reversal uh, was a study out of, the, out of the Netherlands. And obviously this, uh, in, in many cases, these studies, and this was a study done in mice, uh, never materialized in terms of being able to translate it to humans. But it, I think it was a really interesting observation. And what they found is that they were investigating a, a type of cell called a senescent cell. Some, some people refer to it as a zombie cell. And it's basically a cell that has stopped dividing and the trouble is, is a persistent presence of these cells uh, in some cases can be linked to um, chronic diseases such as heart disease, arthritis, diabetes. And what they found in this mouse model is that they were able to design a molecule which could selectively kill these zombie cells. And, and what they found is in killing those cells, they were able to do it without, without harming healthy cells and found that 
a number of functions of the mice were significantly improved. It improved their kidney function, uh, improved their stamina. They saw a greater growth of fur. So it, it seemed to reverse the aging process of the mice. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, where this research goes because, you know, definitely they, they sort of presented it as that, you know, now it's time to sort of look into this more. But it also tells you how important it is that if we can slow down some of these aging effects um, and counteract them, then we can get a lot of different health benefits. And so I think this probably will go a lot with some of the other research we've talked about, like the how to preserve telomere uh, and the telomere length and the chromosome and DNA, because really it comes down to it. We're going to be as healthy and live as long, uh, minus tragic injuries as our DNA will allow and the environment won't eat it away. So you see, I thought that you would probably bring up the fact that this is a typical kind of study that would be done by traditional medicine where we're trying to find a pill, um, to solve our problems. Uh, and instead of looking at what we can do that um, will generally build our wellness. So um, I thought you might not like this research because it um, uh, obviously one of the problems with traditional medicine is that uh, we sometimes, I think, uh, don't, don't push people into taking proper responsibility for their health. Well, Father, that is a great segue into sharing one of my mottos. And that is what I've learned from being in, uh, you know, both, you know, working on an organ transplant floor as a nurse to now is that a lot of times when we look for the latest and greatest, whether it's the latest and greatest in drugs or surgeries, we get away from the basics and we sometimes forget some of those basic concepts. And what we really need to do is bring them both together and not necessarily not look for the latest and greatest and see what we can't do with technology. Um, and really, you know, they'll put it through the grinder of what those long-term effects are, but to look for those because I don't think that we should throw out all of the latest and greatest uh, just because um, it's maybe pushing science. But at the, on the other hand, too, I don't think that that means that we should get away from the basics. Well, uh, Is that a Pollyanna answer? But it's that true. Would, that- yes. Um, but I think that's kind of the essence of this show is that um, we're trying to help assist people in um, getting back their health and and suggesting that uh, there there are ways that that can be done uh, but that it's uh, something where uh, you have to be an active participant in your own health yes exactly and I think that that's a big thing too is to get the information to teach to reach out to people and to let them know about both sides of medicine. Um, and all it has to offer. So with that, let's take our last commercial break. Um, Please join us on the other side of these commercials. You're listening to both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. 
Servicing all of Canada, Wait No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Wait No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Wait No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Wait No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. Welcome back, everybody, to on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. So, Megan, we covered quite an area uh, this evening. We talked about we the, did a good job. <laughs> we talked about the microbiome. I know an area that um, that you spend a lot of your practice uh, helping people with. Uh, it, the study, interestingly, looked at the exposure of uh, babies to pets, particularly dogs, and found that they had a difference in their microbiome, which seemed to be associated with less allergies and obesity. Uh, We talked about uh, the potential benefit of aspirin and kind of discussed it from the standpoint that it's multiple benefits, maybe related to its kind of essential anti-inflammatory effect, but now there's some evidence to suggest cancer risk reduction as well as uh, heart disease and stroke. We talked about the importance of sleep, uh, the importance of sleep in terms of happiness and, and health, and you gave some basic instructions, I think, that were really helpful in terms of, of what is the essential amount of sleep that's necessary. We probably spent the most time uh, on the issue of the hippocampus, uh, some interesting studies about uh how the technology that has become so natural, naturally part of our life may not necessarily be the best thing f- for, for us in the long term. The study was about uh, studying GPS and the effect it has versus uh, people who actually uh, follow or have to follow directions. And um, you gave a very nice summary, I think, about the uh, importance of the hippocampus for memory, but also for emotion and even for uh, hormone regulation. And uh, you didn't leave it, leave us with any pessimism because the hippocampus is one of two areas, along with the olfactory bulb, uh, which has the capacity to regenerate. Uh, we talked a little bit about some cutting edge uh, research being done now only in mice, but looking at uh, molecules that might be able to take out uh, cells that are harmful 
harmful to us uh, called senescent cells or zombie cells. And we sort of speculated, you know, how you fit that into the whole realm of, of uh, health and wellness. And then we finally talked a little bit about what we all want to become, which is super agers, uh, meaning people that live to and live to be an old age, but are very functional in that old age. And again, that got us back to the to the fact that if we want to do that, um, if and if we want to, we want to be very capable at that. Uh, we we've got to use our brain if uh, if we if we really want to to uh, continue to have a good memory and good cognitive function. So I think uh, a number of interesting topics that we were able to touch on. So I think after listening, everybody should sleep well tonight. At least get six hours of sleep or more. Uh, if you have young kids or really it's, you can go across the board, but especially in young kids, like the research shows, get a dog, throw away your GPS, uh, and start using your brain a little bit more. So that can be everybody's on everybody's to-do list. So, um, I, oh, go ahead. No, I think, um, I, I think that's, uh, that's a great summary of it. Um, but I, th- I really, I really hope that, that, um, that one of the things that we are trying to emphasize is is simply whether we're talking body or mind the the importance that if you don't use it you're going to lose it yeah and that it's really up to us to be our own advocates for health and wellness so Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will tackle more uh, health and wellness topics next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So join us on both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. You've been listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. So many times, people are only given one side of the healthcare story. Here, you get both sides. Tune in next week as we discover Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron's both sides of the prescription. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.